Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word from May 7, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Faith and Patience, the Wonder Twins. Faith and Patience. You've got to have faith and patience in order to obtain the promises of God. This is part 17 of the overall series. This is a critical message. The title of today's message is How You Handle Rejection and Pain is Important. How You Handle Rejection and pain is critically important. Let's jump straight into the word because I have so much to share with you this morning. James 1, 2 through 4 from the Passion Bible reads, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties, (laughs) see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up within you the power to endure all things. And then as your patient endurance grows stronger and stronger, it will release perfection into every area, every aspect of your life and your being until, watch this, there is nothing missing, nothing lacking in your life. You want to get to the point where you are mature, nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. How do you get to that point? Well, patient endurance must be developed in your life. We're learning from the life of Joseph And I've told you about like these phases of his life, the paternal phase, the pit phase, the Potiphar phase, the prison phase, and the palace slash prime minister phase. And so we're still in the pit phase. (laughs) I'm going to introduce you to the, the Potiphar phase on today. So in Genesis chapter 37, verses 25 to 28, the Bible says, while Joseph was in the well, we dealt with the well yesterday where he was betrayed by his brothers and thrown into a well. While Joseph was in the well, The brothers sat down to eat. They were having a good time while he was suffering. They looked up and saw a group of traders traveling from Gilead to Egypt. Their camels were carrying many different spices and riches. So Judah said to his brothers, what profit will we get if we kill our brother and then hide his death? We will profit more if we sell him to these traders. Then at least we're not going to be guilty of killing our own brothers. And so the other brothers agreed. And when the Midianite traders came by, the brothers took Joseph out of the pit and they sold him as a slave to these traders for 20 pieces of silver. And then the traders took Joseph to Egypt. All right. So what does this mean to you today? I mean, you're like, man, that's the story of Joseph. That's messed up that his brothers betrayed him. What does this mean to you? Today, I have four things to share with you on this morning. I want you to open up your heart to what God is saying by way of this story. Four things. Number one, here we go. You have not disqualified yourself. I want you to look at me real quick. I want you to get this out in your heart. You have not disqualified yourself. Let me read Romans 11 and 29 to you. Romans 11 and 29 from the King James Version says, for the gifts and the calling of God, are without repentance. From the NIV, it says, for the gifts and God's call are irrevocable. God will never take back his call. God will never turn his back on you, right? So as soon as something bad happens to you, this is what happens. Satan will come and he's going to tell you that it's your fault. When Joseph, now I'm not going to say that Joseph was completely innocent, right? He was young. He was brash. He was arrogant. He was foolish. He was flaunting the favor of God. He was not humble at all. But that does not justify being kidnapped by your own brothers and then sold into slavery. But what happened to Joseph, it was a terrible situation. 
And sometimes terrible things happen to us. And when this happens, Satan will come and he will try to mess with your mind. As soon as something bad happens, Satan is going to come and say, you know what? This happened because of you. And now what God said is not going to happen. You have disqualified yourself from your purpose. You have disqualified yourself from God's assignment. I'm sure that while Joseph was at home and he was thinking about the dream, now he's in the pit. And while he's in the pit and he's hauled off now into slavery, here comes Satan. Satan is saying, now the dream is not going to come to pass. Remember, the brothers attacked him because of the dream. So when something bad happens to you, Satan is going to come and say, now the dream is not going to come to pass. So you've disqualified yourself. What God said is no longer valid. But God is still God. You cannot disqualify yourself from something you never qualified for in the first place. God called you by grace, not by merit. See, let me, let me share it with you this way. God knew everything that you would ever do, right? Good, bad, or indifferent. God knew everything that you would ever do, and he called you anyway. So when God called you, it's not like, like you're going to do something on Tuesday that's a, a surprise to God. So God already knew everything that you were going to do, good and bad, and he called you anyway. He already knew your faults and your flaws and your failures, past and future, and he called you anyway. So the text says that God's giftings and his callings are irrevocable. There's nothing you can do to disqualify yourself from something that you never qualified for in the first place, and there's nothing you can do to cause... God to turn his back on you, to, for God to say, oh, I'm done. I'm done with him. I'm done with her. Part of developing godly patience, which is what I'm teaching on, faith and patience, is getting to the point where you know that nothing you do will cause God to take back the promise. Nothing. Nothing you do, even when you mess up. And Satan says, hey, you messed up. Even when you mess up in that point, you can say, you know what? I did mess up, but God called me my, by grace anyway. I'm going to I'm going to repent. I'm going to receive forgiveness from God. I'm going to forgive myself and I'm going to keep stepping. I'm going to keep it going. I'm not going to allow anything Satan says to me to cause me to feel like I am in guilt and shame and condemnation. Because when you're in guilt and shame and condemnation, you run away from God. The Holy Spirit will come while Satan is telling you you've disqualified yourself. The Holy Spirit will come and he will remind you that God is still God, that his promises are still true, that the, that your purpose is still valid, that you that his hand is still on your life, that God has never turned his back on you. He would never leave you. He would never forsake you. He will never relax the grip that he has on you. Say amen to that. All right. Part of developing patience is understanding that. All right. Number two. It's all going to work together for your good. Romans 8 and 28 says, and we know that all things work together for good, for those that love God, for those who are called according to his purpose. Another key aspect of developing godly patience is knowing that when things happen that you did not expect to happen, <laughs> that some way, somehow, God is going to take whatever happened and work it together for your good, right? It, it, it's not something you wanted to happen. It's not something you expected to happen. But God is still God, and God knew it was going to happen. So some way, somehow, God is going to work this thing together for your good. See, look, Joseph learned things in Potiphar's house that he would have never learned in his house. I'm going to deal with that later. I'm going to teach you about all these things that he was learning about Egypt that he needed to learn for his life's assignment, but he would have never learned it at home. And so, so yeah, God didn't do this. It wasn't like God made them do that. It wasn't like God did something bad. 
But God can use it and turn it around for his good. Even when Joseph was in prison, he was learning things about Egypt that he needed for his life's assignment as the prime minister of Egypt. He was learning things. So my point is that when something bad happens that you did not expect to happen, while God didn't make it happen, while God is not putting bad things on you to teach you something, God can take the bad situations and turn them around for your good. God can make it work together for your good. God's plan is still in operation. His promises are still valid and your expectations should still be high, which is what I'm teaching on faith and patience. This is a good spot right here as I close out the second point to mention COVID-19. <laughs> now, so COVID-19, a global pandemic, this is not good. Let, let, let's be clear about this. This is not good. Families, are, are separated. Businesses are shut down. Schools are closed. Even churches are closed. People are dying. So this is not good. There's not a God didn't put this on us. God is not punishing us. Stop with all that foolishness. This is not God, right? But our faith is being tested in this season. Can you still believe God through, through COVID-19? Although you didn't expect this to happen, none of us expected this to happen. None of us wanted this to happen. But listen, even in the middle of a global pandemic, even in the middle of all of this mess, you got to maintain your patience. You got to believe that God's promises are still true. Everything God told you before COVID-19 is still valid and it will still come to pass. So you need faith and patience in order to obtain the promises of God. Number three, learning to deal with rejection is part of maturing as a believer. Oh my God. If you want to grow up as a, as a mature Christian, you got to learn to deal with rejection. When strangers attack you, it's painful, right? Nobody likes to be talked about or attracted or betrayed. But when people close to you do it, it's even more painful. Joseph was betrayed and attacked by his own family, by his own brothers. That's the greatest level of pain. But I did tell you that the greater the assignment, the greater the attack, <laughs> right? So you, if you're called to do something great, you need to be ready for the pressure that's coming associated with your purpose. If you're called to do something great, especially if it's something new, then let me tell you, you are going to be misunderstood. So here's what happened. Joseph had a call on his life. Joseph was called to do something great. Joseph was called to lead his family and the whole nation of Israel into Egypt, right? The favor of God was on Joseph to do it, but his brothers didn't understand it. And people will always criticize what they do not understand. While I was in the army, let me just say this. While I was in the army, the grace of God, the favor of God was on me to do th to open doors for U.S. Army Signal Corps warrant officers that had never been opened before. And because of that, and the favor of God was on me, and the grace of God was on me to do it, then I was doing things that people didn't understand. And people criticize what they do not understand. People put my name in their mouth for no reason. And people will put your name in their, in their mouth. Why? Because they don't understand it. And people will criticize you. People will talk about you. Why? Because you're not doing what they want you to do. You're not doing what they do. They are insecure. They don't know who they are. And since they don't know who they are, they criticize you for being who you are. And so Joseph was being criticized and, and attacked for being who he was. He was just walking in his purpose. Now he was flaunting it maybe a little bit too much, but he was still walking in his purpose. And as a believer, you got to understand that when you are called to do something great and, and you are walking in your divine assignment, then criticism, backbiting, strong opposition, and even rejection is part of the package. And you got to be okay with that. You got to know that their poison cannot stop your purpose. Then, then listen, you pray for them and you keep going. It's really that simple. Our text says that we can get to the point where there's nothing missing, Nothing lacking, 
nothing broken in our lives, nothing. And if you want to get to this point, you got to develop patient endurance. You cannot be moved by people. You cannot be moved by their rejection. You cannot be moved by their criticism. You must press through the rejection, press through the pain, pray for them and keep stepping. You got it? Number four is my last point for today. How you wait can impact how long you wait. Let me say that again. How you wait on God can impact how long you wait on God. Jesus, I mean, Joseph was betrayed by his own brothers. He was sold into slavery because he had a dream from God. The attack was against the dream. But watch this. He didn't get bitter. If you, if you get bitter, if you allow a root of bitterness to develop in your heart because of something that someone did, then that root of bitterness, unforgiveness, malice can become a blessing blocker. And then now you can, you can delay the blessing even more. You will not be denied, but you can't be delayed. And you don't want to delay the blessing because of bitterness or malice or unforgiveness in your heart. Do, don't ever allow bitterness to harbor in your heart. People, listen, it boils down to this. You have been picked by God. You were selected, right? And other people were picked too. Joseph had 11 brothers, 10 of which attacked him. Those 10 brothers who attacked them, they had their own assignment. They had their own purpose. They were picked by God too, but they didn't know it. They were, they were not secure in what they were called to do. And so when people don't know what they're called to do, and you know what you're called to do, people are not going to like the fact that you are secure, that you, have, that you are confident, that you have favor, that, the, that there are doors opening for you that no man can close, that there are doors closing for you that no man can open, that there are things that they've been working hard for for years that are just given to you by the favor of God. People are not going to like that. Why? Because of their insecurities. You are picked by God. And if they don't know that they're picked by God, then they, then they can become unfortunately jealous of you and attack you and come up against you. But as a believer, you got to deal with that the right way. You got to understand that there's a force behind the scene. You got you to gotta pray for the, uh, for the attacker, even though you know that the real attack is coming from the enemy. So listen, don't get upset with the person. Get upset with the force behind the person. Rebuke that spirit, but pray for the person. If, if they knew any better, they would leave you alone. They just don't understand. Like, like when Jesus was on the cross and, 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 and people, the same people that were saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, was, were yelling, crucify him. And Jesus was like, Lord, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. If they knew any better, they would leave you alone. If they knew any better, they wouldn't put your name in their mouth. They wouldn't touch God's anointed if they knew any better. So you just pray for them because you know that they can't stop you anyway. So you pray for them, you intercede for them, and you keep believing. I'm talking about faith and patience. This is how you handle rejection. This is how you handle pain. And this is how you keep going. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say this. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me how to handle rejection and pain. I declare that I am quick to forgive, to embrace your grace, to keep going, to keep believing, and to press through the pain. I refuse to harbor bitterness or unforgiveness in my heart. I release everyone who's ever done anything to me. I give them over to you. My heart is free. 
my hands are clean, my belief is intact, and my faith is strong. I may have been delayed, but I shall not be denied. Everything you promised me shall come to pass in my life before I die. I live by faith and I have patient endurance working in me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address there. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, this is not a message like yesterday where I was preaching and this is not a message where maybe you got all that excited, but this is a necessary message. We have to learn how to deal with rejection and pain. We have to learn how to deal with people that will turn on us and then still not get mad at the people and just forgive them and let them go and intercede for them. This is part of growing up. This is part of maturing. This is, if you want to be mature, the Bible says you have to develop patient endurance. And if you ever get to this point where you are not going to be moved, you're not going to be phased, then the Bible says that you are mature. You lack nothing. You're a believer that's going to be able to believe God for the long haul. If it takes five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, you are going to believe God and you will not be moved by people. You will not be moved by circumstances and you will not be moved by rejection. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the comment section on Facebook Live or YouTube Live, wherever you're watching. Leave me some comments. Let me know how this series is being a blessing to you. I read every comment. I love you. God loves you more. Do me a favor. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.